swagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Trash shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Neger, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta. Today, episode number 26 is going to be the post-match of the Juve Sampdoria, and what do you know, we've clinched the Scudetto, nine straight, obviously our 38th uh, in our history, and uh, yeah, it's such a great feeling. Honestly, a weight off my shoulders, I'm sure a weight off the players' shoulders, the management uh, Saturday shoulders, obviously, and uh, yeah, it's been unbelievable seeing the celebrations and uh, obviously the different edits and uh, all the all the reaction on Twitter. So uh, it's it's pretty nice to to be able to to do this again for the ninth time and not have to let not not us let it slip up, but also not a not let anyone else get our get their hands on it. And it's nice that we don't have to see Inter and uh, and La- or Lazio, you know, winning the trophy. But uh, yeah, no, this is great. Obviously, let's get to the boring stuff as usual up front. Please, guys, smash the subscribe, drop a like. Uh, if you listen to the podcast on YouTube, even hit the bell for notif- the click the bell for notifications. Obviously, that's going to get the uh, podcast delivered to you. Obviously, when it is uploaded and again for itunes and spotify same thing please subscribe if you haven't already uh it's going to keep you up to date obviously the podcast will go into your feed if you want to call it that and you'll be again be first to know when uh, they come out but without further ado uh someone who obviously jumped in the pool as we won uh was on another show but maria from new york obviously are from long island welcome to the show uh, thanks Thank for coming for on. Me. Thank you yeah, for having n- me. No worries, no worries. And obviously, maybe I'm a little bit older and, and stubborn, but I haven't really gotten on this like uh, this TikTok wave. But I, I hear and I've seen, obviously, being in the WhatsApp group, you know, some of the stuff that that you've done, and it's pretty hilarious. So, guys, Thank obviously, you. MC Swag, check it out. Uh, MC Swag underscore, excuse me, check it out. Um, and yeah, maybe that's, this is the reason I got to get TikTok because, uh, I don't know. I've now, I was not on the vine movement. I was not on all that, all that stuff, but you know, who knows, maybe I'll start my own TikTok as well. We'll we'll see. But, um, yeah, yeah, Maria, obviously again, as well, the first Juventina on the show. So thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, ladies come on the show. We want to hear diverse opinions and, and uh you know different experiences because it it is different i mean uh it doesn't matter from where you're from or, or you know uh gender and whatnot i mean it's yeah. 
there's there's been a lot of good stories so far and a, a lot of good you know different opinions and uh, it's been sweet. So obviously number twenty podcast number twenty six, uh, as as kind of customary uh, to the podcast, started kind of by Al from Al All UV Cast. We want to get to know you and how you became a, a UV fan. So let us know you know kind of where you watch games, how it all started. Was it family? Uh, do you have any crazy rivalries with your siblings slash family members or, uh, you know, any parts, uh, um, part of any fan clubs and who are your favorite players? Let us all know. The floor is yours, Maria. Yeah. Well, I became a Uber fan about seven, eight years ago. I was watching a game with my cousin because he was the fan and he was, he was like, oh, can I watch the game at your house? Because he was over. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So we put the game on, and immediately I liked Juventus more because I liked how the team played at the time. You know, with you know Piolo, Pogba, Marquisio, and then things the Grinta of you know Buffon and Net screaming at everyone. You know, I I love that. It was like the passion the team showed. It was like my favorite. And, like, from then on, I was a Juventus fan. And the crazy thing is, is my dad, he, he's a Napoli fan. So, me and him oh. butt heads all the time. I can, like, we cannot be in the same room together. Like, when there's a game, I, I leave the room. I take myself out of the situation because me and him, if we were in the same room, we end up fighting and then That's we're it. going back. <laughs> And I, I purposely take off work because I got to work with my dad. So whenever there's a Juventus game on, I purposely take off from work so I don't have to work with him when those game's on. Because <laughs> he, all he says, uh, Juventus robbed the game, got by the referees. Like, that's his only excuse. It was just that excuse. So I removed myself from the situation. I was like, nope. So, like, because I'm the only one, like, in my immediate family, like got my sisters and stuff that like soccer. So, like when I became a Juventus fan from like the start, he didn't know. And I never grew up like a, an Apple fan or anything. He never brought soccer to me when I was younger. So I didn't like grow up like, you know, being the type of fan with him. And like he never pushed that on me. Right. He only wanted me to become an Apple fan when I felt like Juventus. And he's like, oh, I'll give you money to get, you know, <laughs> uh, to get an Apple tattoo and to switch teams. I'm like, no, uh, you're bluffing. I, got, I don't believe what you're saying. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you five grand if you get an Apple tattoo and whatever. <laughs> I was like, this is all bullshit. Like, don't, don't even. And, like, my dad, his friends are, like, Nappy fans. But it's like, it's, like, funny banter between, like, me and them. Right. Like, he's like, oh. They always like, oh, nice to win the Champions League. Nice to winning. I was like, oh, like the, uh, I always hear them. Oh, congrats on winning the Scudetto. I heard you guys won. And just like funny stuff. And my mom, like, she doesn't get it. She like thinks they're being mean to me. Yeah. I was like, mom, like, it's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. We're making fun. Don't so, worry, we win all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. The only like Juventus fans or like that or Juve fans in my family or like my cousins, like one on my mom's side and then you know two on my dad's side. The the more like 
second cousins. Okay. Like that's how like me and my cousins always watch games. Like we always FaceTime each other, like like us on the phone, or they come over to my house and watch games. And like sometimes the way right now you be pay like <laughs> especially me, I cook the TV all the time and my mom's like what are you talking? Like what are you yelling for? Like uh I guess I think it was verse Sassuolo, like the Lazio game when, you know, um, Caputo scored against and they won. I see you screaming on the top of my lungs. And my mom thought, like, something better, like, bloody murder. Like, I was like, yes! I was, on the, I was on the phone with her. I was screaming with my cousin. I was like, oh, did something happen? I was getting robbed or something. I was like, well, good. I got excited or something. So, that's, like, you know, all good. And then... Just, like, me and my cousins have, like, the, just the funniest times, like, together watching the games, which is good. And I, I always say, like, I always wanted to get, like, a Juventus tattoo. But, like, when I go to Italy, I go to Naples, too. So, uh, like, yeah. someone sees me with a Juventus tattoo. Some, like, nappy mob boss is going to, like, come and do, like, a drive-by, like, butt the cop, like, right, like, just shoot me down. I was like, I don't need that. I don't need the yeah. resident. So I was like, put it off. I'll get a, an Azuri tattoo, you know, national team. Like, <laughs> I don't need any aggravation. So I was like, put it off, you know. But like, my dad, he's like the biggest, like, Nafi fan ever. And like, I, I don't know how I could find anyone to date because he's such a fan. He's like, oh. Maria, when you date anyone, they have to be Italian and they have to be a Nappy fan. I'm like, first of all, they can't be a Nappy fan because I need someone on my side defending me, yeah. not defending you. So that's off the table. So he's like, who he knows? So, and then like my like my grandfather and his uncle, like my dad's uncle, they're huge fans too. Like probably my uncle's is a bigger fan than my dad. And I laugh at my dad. He, he defends me, my uncle. And, like, whenever my, like my dad's mean to me, he tells him, like, to shut up, like, in a time. I, I find it the best. I was like, how do you feel that the person you love the most is defending me and not you? Like, I just laugh in his face. Because, yeah. like, I find it so funny. And so that's my story. And... Uh-huh. And my favorite player is, you know, of course, Buffon. If you see my Twitter handle, yep. Buffon. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's at Sim for Buffon. Yep. Newly, newly minted, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Awesome story, Maria. I, I appreciate that. That's kind of like what we like to hear here. And, uh, you know, again, like I said, another warm welcome to the show. Um and where's that background? Like, was that a game that you were at? Obviously, it looks like Juve Benfica, oh, correct? Yeah, it was. It was like from like a, I think two years ago, I think, or three years ago, when they came for preseason, and like it was like the first like Juve game that I went to because you know I actually couldn't go to turn myself to, to go to the game, so I was like, when they come here, I always try to go. So it was a good experience. Like, I liked it. I had a lot of fun. Of course, it's not the same as, you know, going to Turin and watching a game, you know, right. in Italy, but, you know, 
I used to be, I got to see some of the players and all that kind of stuff. And like me and my cousins always like make signs like for the jerseys and that never happens. And like, except for the one time I went to the Fiorentina game. But like for like a big team like Juventus, it's kind of hard because, you yeah. know, it's Juve and like everyone makes a sign, like, you know, for someone. And I mean, like the first game I went to, it was like main one for Buffon. But I don't think he played because it was like the first game was when Chelsea got injured. So him and Consiglio, the goal played. So that, that was the first game. The second game, I made one for Marquisio. And then someone made the same sign as me for Marquisio. I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, no one's going to make one for Marquisio because, you know, he's an older player, you know. Yeah. He's not like, you know, Dybala or anyone. And some guy had the same thing, like same like writing, like word for word of what I had. He copied your own. Yeah, he, he, I was he like, stole your this sign. Guy got, okay, this guy got this MLK jersey. Or I went up to him and like fucking like took it from his hands. He's like, "Yo, see you later, Sayonara. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, let's get right into it. Um, we'll get into the news first. There's quite a bit, obviously, uh, a little bit kind of catching up on what I missed because uh, we obviously didn't do a pre-show for this game. Uh, it's just been crazy uh, here for for work and I've been working overtime a lot and it's tough fitting all these podcasts in. So it's finally nice to get back on track. And I think uh, after tonight, we're going to be, yeah, we'll be back on track. So obviously look forward to the next one. Obviously, uh, what's it going to be against the uh, Cagliari? Uh, the, yeah. the the post game against Cagliari. So, yeah, obviously Pochettino is is rumored to go to Italy. I don't know if that's really the case now. Obviously, with us winning the Scudetto, um, he wants a lot of money though, twelve million a season. Uh, but again, Romeo Gresti says that's a name to watch out for. But obviously, yeah. not just us. Um, obviously, and uh, what else we got? Uh, U.S. want want to ship all players, but in the current situation. Obviously, uh, with the with with the injuries, big wages of these players, we're gonna probably struggle. Another thing that Romeo Gresti has to say, um, Rabiot's been doing really well. Um, I think he's kind of one of the the, the top players we have right now, uh, at least that are in form. And it's funny because it's almost the opposite of how it was before with Ramsey. Ramsey was kind of the guy that. Uh, was really trending, and then uh, he gets hurt, and now we're in a situation where Rabiot is really trending, and and there's possibly uh, a market for him in in Great Britain, and that could mean that he's leaving if there's an offer that comes in, because we got him for free, and that's gonna that's gonna make us a lot of money, uh, so stay tuned for that. Benton Court is the player who uh, has ran the most of Juventus. Um, also with the most assists tied with Dybala at seven. And um, one of the things they're kind of looking at is his his fouls and yellow cards. If you notice and you watch his games, he's uh, personally he needs to manage some of the games a little bit better because, you know, when, when we're going to need him in important games, you can't have him getting card accumulation and then not being able to play and stuff like that. Kind of a, you know... A difficult note with Douglas Costa. Obviously, we bought him for about forty-six million in twenty seventeen. Uh, in the last three seasons, he's missed about forty-three games, which is 
quite a bit. Um, played 52 games, but only started fi- or only played 15 complete games. And uh, yeah, he he gets seven million net a year plus bonuses, and uh, it's well below uh, the par of what what's needed. And it's unfortunate. I think he's one of the players that's probably going to be on the way out. Him and him and Bernardeschi, uh, just because we're kind of getting a a surplus of wingers, including Quadrado and even Kulusevski, who's supposed to come in. And speaking of Kulusevski, uh, he's scored and provided at least one assist in, in, four, Serie a, in four games in Serie A this season. Uh, only Chiro Immobile has done it in more appearances, which was six. And even today he scored against Atalanta, if you guys had watched. Uh, obviously, they lost 2-1. Uh, Atalanta came back and, and beat them. But uh, yeah, he's been on fire. What do you think of Kulusevski, Maria? I think he's doing like a fantastic for a youngster. I wasn't completely sold on him when we first got him. I was like, who would this kid like? Why do you pay forty billion for like someone who's you know unknown, you know, in Syria? And then of course exchange his goals and assists this season. You know, I think he could be a real asset to the team, especially like in attack, considering you know. Um, Quadrado's been playing right back. Bernadeschi hasn't been up the par lately. Right. And Costa with his, you know, injury after injury, you know. And don't get me wrong, I love Costa. I mean, like, you know, once he comes on, I think he provides, like, an immediate impact. But, like, just his injuries, like, is it worth keeping keeping him despite the injuries? Like, you know? And, like, I would definitely, like, be on the side of selling him wherever, like whoever we can get maybe a swap deal with something, you know, right. or with another player. And then, of course, with Ramsey and uh, Rabio, I think before the lockdown, I was like against Rabio staying because, you know, he didn't really show anything. You know, he wasn't right. really like getting into the games as much as I would like him to. But he proved me, and I think I love even Dini wrong and start playing, you know, very well, especially in the last two games. And especially, like, there's the previous game. Uh, he played very well, like, maybe besides, like, you know, one or two, like, missed opportunities, like, you know, bad decision-making, like, in the final yeah. third, which he could definitely, you know, improve on, obviously. But, you know, I think he's done very well. Ramsey, I was, like, on the fence, too. Like, I wasn't, like, a huge fan. Because I've heard about him being injury prone as well, and then right. him being you know, 30 years old, over 30. So I was like, why are we bringing, you know, bringing these old players when we have, you know, Kidira, Matuidi, Zora? So, yeah. you know, like, not even quality. Kidira hasn't, I think, played one game this season, maybe like in the beginning, but he's been out basically the whole season. I've been hearing that you may want to terminate his contract. Yeah. I'm not sure how true that is or who the sources are, but, you know, I heard that, you know, going on. So, I mean, definitely, like, worth worth it since, you know, he hasn't paid, paid it out this season, you know. And hopefully yeah. we could bring in, you know, some youth into the midfield. 
considering the midfield has been horrendous, you know, for the past, you know, few seasons since, you know, Piolo, Pogba left, and yeah. then, you know, us pushing out, pushing Mauricio out, so we didn't have really, the board didn't really adequately improve the midfield since they left. Right. And it's been like this since Allegri, since, you know, and I'm surprised that Sadi did so well with this midfield. Yeah, and I agree. So, so that was like my first concern because I had a feeling that Sadi wasn't, you know, Juve's first choice in manager-wise, considering how late he was announced. Mm-hmm. And like, I, get, I know myself included and maybe a few other Juventino were, you know, hoping for Pep. That was a dream signing, Pep. And but even if he, he did come, like my rationale was that would Juve invest in players? You know, like because Pep is like the one that he wants to spend money. Right. So maybe if we got him, you know, later on or Zidane. But like looking right now, it doesn't seem likely for like I mean, in Pep's perspective. Because I was like more like 50 50 to get Pep if Man City got the two year Champions League ban, right. but they didn't just got like slapped on the wrist. So, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. No. And I think Sadi deserves, you know, one, at least one more season because right now it's just hard to get another manager considering you have like like less than a month to like, you know, get the squad ready and like, get used to the players and to like sack Sadi and say, let's get Pochettino. Like, is he really a massive upgrade to Sadi? Like, I know the, the Juventus fans want like a winning manager, a manager that's one of the trophies to provide like a different play style. And I haven't seen any of like Spurs game to like comment on his play style, but right. like to like Pochettino has won less than Sadi. You know, he has, he's won what one manager of the month in England. That's it. And at least Sadi could say he's won like had won one trophy before coming to Juve, and that was Europa League. Like the only thing Pochettino had done was go to the final, and they lost. Right. We've been to how many finals that we lost? A like, lot. You know, a <laughs> lot. More than I can count. So, and a lot of them I want to forget too. So, right. Like, I'll give him one more season, see how he does, and maybe, like, actually, you know, get, bring players in, ship some out. So, yeah. I, I think if we do that, I think maybe we kind of have a chance, you know. And Champions League is hard because right. you never know who, who you're going to get. But, you know, if we get, like, a decent coach, maybe someone better than Pochettino, I'd say, yes, got him. I'd sack Sadi, you know. But as of right now, I'd keep him for now. So. Right. No, I think that's that's a smart – that's pretty uh, pretty straightforward. And, you know, I, th- I think knowledgeable opinion, I think – there's yeah, there's not a lot of people out there. There's not a lot of coaches out there that you could really jump. Pochettino, I, I think he's more of a man manager, um, and I think maybe that's where we could use him. But 
I think we're too. I mean, we're trying to make this jump in in style, and uh, it's it, it. We have to decide what we want to do. Is at the end of the day, if we want to put this really offensive, we have to, like you said, sell some players that that aren't up to par and bring in some guys that are going to help Saudi out and to implement that system. Um, but let's kind of get into a little bit of this, the the Scudetto uh, uh, facts, if you want to call them. Obviously, Sarri is the oldest manager to have won the Serie A in a single round. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, he, he's also, I believe, coached for about 30 years, and he's he's been on about 20 different roles, never played a game. And uh, yeah, like you said, this is his first championship of any league. Obviously, he did win the Europa League previously, but this is going to be his uh, his next uh, trophy that he's won. And uh, Giorgio Chiellini is the only Juventus player with at least one appearance uh, in the last nine winning seasons. Obviously, unfortunately, Buffon had to leave us for that one year. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, he probably should have just stayed anyways. Um, but Buffon's at about 13 championships now total. With uh, the one at PSG and 12, 12 Serie A titles, um, you know some people don't count two of them because uh, of Calciopoli, but we know that's bullshit. So it's twelve yeah. titles for me. Um, obviously, DiBala thanked all of uh, all of all of us for our support, um, and hopefully he's going to come back as soon as possible. It was so unfortunate to see him go down in this game uh, with the thigh injury. And I think it's going to be a day-to-day thing now to see if he can get back in time. I know he really wants to come back uh, for the game against Lyon. Um, Gazzetta del Sport did a season player ratings for Juve. Obviously, Ronaldo and Dybala were the MVPs with 9, nine out of 10s. Chesney at 8.5. Uh, Bentancourt, Bonucci and Cuadrado at 8. Delic, Buffon and Higuain at 7.5. Bernardeschi, Costa, Pjanic, Matuidi, Ramsey, Demaral, Sandro at six and a half, Rabiot, Danilo, Dishilio at six, Kadir and Rogani at five and a half, and uh, yeah, I mean some of those I disagree with, but for the most part, it's pretty on po- on par. I think Delic should be pretty much top three in my opinion. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you know, speaking of you know points in the last nine seasons. Juventus has has amassed 810 points over the last nine seasons. And um, they were looking at, obviously, our rivals and how many point difference they would have been in those. Obviously, Napoli's the closest with negative 133 off of the 810. Roma's minus 163. Lazio's minus 232. Milan and Inter Merda are minus 237. And... That 237 points is equivalent to about 79 games. So basically, we're looking at about almost two seasons behind us uh, in total uh, of points. So it's quite ridiculous what we've accomplished. I think uh, we just got to kind of, at least for now, you know, sit back, leave kind of our critiques for the offseason and, and what's to come. And kind of, you know, enjoy this week. Enjoy the the 38th. Everybody get your shirts uh, from the Juve store because they like our support as well. Uh, You know, post different edits. I know me and La Vita Biancorera obviously have started a partnership. And uh, he's kind of got some legends coming up 
that I'm going to be posting. I think you're going to like a lot of them. Um, and uh, I'll be teasing those in the coming weeks. So check that out, guys. And uh, we hope to, you know, create some pretty interesting, uh, you know, ideas, concepts, and possibly merch in the future. But for right now, we're, he's, he's, he's cooking up a lot of... Uh, a lot of great edits and uh he's got a lot now obviously on his page or his twitter and, and instagram i believe they're a little bit different i think his instagram is la vida juve and on twitter it's la vida bianconera obviously an underscore in between both uh though on, on those two but uh check them out definitely give them a, a follow and, and subscribe anyways let's get into the golden boot now this has become a hot topic because it seems like ronaldo wants to play this next game um, I can't believe it. He's kind of four. He, he he's six points back of uh, in these golden boot rankings, if you call if you want to say that. Uh, two in Italy, obviously, because we're one of the top leagues, you get two points for every goal you scored. So Immobile is obviously tied. Uh, he's got thirty four goals. Lewandowski also has thirty four goals. So they're both tied on uh, at sixty eight points. Well, Ronaldo has 31, and he has 62 points. Now, we also have two games left. What are your thoughts? Do you think Ronaldo can can, can win the Golden Boot or even the Capo Canier? Or maybe even break Higuain's record, which I believe is 36. So quite, quite a heavy five goals, at least, in two games is quite the ask. Uh, but what are your thoughts, yeah. Maria? I mean, I think maybe... Ronaldo can tie um, with Immobile. I'm not sure if you get, depending, you know, um, who are Lazio playing next. I think um, they play. I think they play Brescia, and they they want they play a pretty big team at the end because I know the last game. The last game. Or I think so. Yeah. I think. I think it's Napoli. Yep. Yeah, it is Napoli. And we play Roma. That's right. I think it's kind of hard because right now, like, versus Brescia, I think Brescia's going to, like, roll over. Yeah. Considering how bad they're playing. So, I mean, like, I feel like you have to score, like, a hat trick, like, these two games, or maybe, like, three, depending how, how many more immobile scores. Right. I'm not sure if he could break Higuain's record. I think if anything, maybe Immobile can. Yeah. But I hope he doesn't, just because like I don't, I, I don't like want to want to. So I mean, kind of like hard to say. I mean, I I feel like this would be a lot of goals, especially against Russia. Yeah. I think Napoli might put up a fight, and he might not like pull through because I think he chose in like big games. Right. So. Like, I'm just, mm, if, you know, he scores, you know, versus Brescia, like, I would say he needs, like, I think maybe Max, like, a hat trick tomorrow, maybe, and, like, maybe one or two goals, um, either against Roma or uh, our next game, depending. Yeah. So, it would be yeah. very hard. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want him to play, and that's the thing. Um, yeah. But I think with I think it's pretty much sealed. 
I think Immobile is going to break the record because, like you said, they Lazio plays Brescia, and they're prone to giving up six, seven goals. So I'm almost counting on a hat trick against Brescia from Immobile, unless he gets injured or something like that, which which would surprise me. But you never know. Uh, it's crazier stuff has happened before. But um, yeah. So yeah, I I would almost assume he's getting a hat trick in that game, and then Napoli. Yeah, I think you're you're right on that. I think it's going to be. Uh, They'll put up a fight. Uh, I'm not sure if they still have a chance. Let me just have a look-ski. Oh, excuse me. It's a late one. Um, yeah, no, they still have a chance to get in Europa League. Um, so, again, they're probably going to be pushing for that game. So, like you said, you're probably right. He might, but He might get blanked out in that game. But... If he does put up a hat trick against Brescia, he goes to 37, and that need then Ronaldo's going to need about eight goals in two games: one against Cagliari and one against Roma. And I don't see that happening. So yeah, um, hopefully, like I said, you know, Gattuso can you know do some uh, uh, part of us defensive yeah. masterclass, you know, against uh, you know Lazio. So. Um, if I'm not wrong, isn't um, Napoli already, you know, confirmed in Europa League or no? Because I thought since they won oh, Copa yeah. Italia, yeah, no? they, see, I don't know. They they changed the rules a couple years back. I'm not sure if that's a hundred percent still, because they changed how how like the how the cup competitions tie into uh, the 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 leagues, and obviously up that being champions in in Europa League. Yeah. So I'm not sure if the I know I know it's been said. I do I do remember hearing someone say that. I think it was probably IFTV if I'm if I remember correctly. Um, but I'm not sure if that's the case. I'd have to look into it. Um, I thought for some reason that they wanted to take that away and just leave it to the league table because it was getting, you know, if, if one team wins and then if the the, the the league winner wins and then the second place, is yeah. it fair to give it? But I don't know. You you could be correct, and uh, if that's the case, then they would be, and it wouldn't even matter. You'd have Napoli, Roma, and and Milan obviously going to Europa League as it stands. Uh, anything, as it stands right now. If anything, I think Napoli either way would put up a fight. I don't think yeah. he's gonna roll over to Lazio. So I mean, hopefully, you know, uh, Merit. And uh, IFTV would say, well, does not have butterfingers? Fingers, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Draw 0-0, zero, zero, I'm going with that. Or Nappy dub, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know, exactly. We'll see what happens uh, in, in the next coming games. It's going to be interesting, and anything really can happen. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it did. Um, because Ronaldo is such a great striker, and and he really seems to want that Capo Caraniere. So uh, at least that. Um, then records. I mean, sure you can talk about. I think it's a little too far. He might edge him. I mean, maybe draw like tying Immobile if Immobile doesn't score again for the next two games. That's a good possibility. Um, but let's get into uh, obviously Andrea Agnelli. Obviously, he's had a clear goal, win 10 Scudetti in a row, and become the most successful president of Juventus. And uh, I think that's a good possibility. I think if we get a reboot, uh, adding some players, it's definitely possible next year to win that 10th. And I can't wait. Um, 
obviously it's going to be starting within a month, uh, the new season. So let's look obviously to in a couple injuries again, Dybala, the thigh injury. Um, he had a medical, obviously J medical and, uh, he had a little bit of a strain in his uh, left thigh, so they're going to evaluate day-to-day. Like I said, he really wants to come and play, and uh, there was uh, a report that he came in really early, I think five or seven, five or six hours earlier than everyone else came into practice. So he's he's ready to go, and he wants to uh, he wants to get back into the, the, the form of things. Obviously, Danilo had a horrific kind of head-on-head collision, in this game, and uh, it looked like he was out like a light, to be honest, when he uh, hit the floor, so or the the pitch. Uh, but he was suge- subjected to uh, diagnostics, and apparently those were negative. So hopefully he's fine and he won't suffer any uh, worse uh, problems because of that. Um, obviously, something that's kind of important, Ronaldo, uh, to our obviously to our team. But he scored the most goals in 2020 uh, so far with 12. That's obviously excluding penalties. So he's been such a key part to our team. And um, yeah, Sadi, oh, did I mention he was a banker? I think I did. But uh, oh, and the last kind of thing that's popped up in in recently that that I that I've just looked up. Uh, Artur uh, wants to leave Barca immediately. Um, it didn't seem like they wanted to be in. Uh, they didn't want him in their plans. Obviously, in the remaining games, uh, which would have been in the Champions League, something like uh, Timo Werner and Leipzig with their deal with Chelsea. So there was kind of like a, a back and forth. He threatened to leave uh, without their obviously breaking the contract, uh, and they were saying that they would take him into. You know, they would get into essentially a legal battle. Uh, over that, so I think calmer heads prevail, have prevailed, and they're uh, looking to, uh, you know, smooth that over and see what they can do. Um, if he's not going to be in their plans, I don't see no no problem with him not being there. To be honest, obviously, kind of a little quote and photo I have here uh, on Saturday with his winning his first title. Uh, he goes, I told him, if you won with me, who has never won anything, you must be really good. So kind of a little, uh, you know, nice little saying there um, from him to the players. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into that match now. Um, so when we coming into this game, we are obviously know we're going to play a 4-3-3. Uh, Samp was rumored to have a 3-5-2, and that's kind of how it turned out. If we go over our, our squad, obviously Tech was in goal. Danilo was on the right side. Delict, Bonucci, and Alexandro. Rabio, Pjanic, Matuidi in the middle, which was a little bit strange. Uh, I didn't necessarily think that was going to happen, but there is, you know, the rotation element to it. Um, and then Cuadrado as the right winger. Uh, that kind of surprised me a lot. I didn't think that I was going to be seeing that just because he's slotted into the uh, right-back position. Uh, it seems like every time he's available. So we had Cuadrado, Dybala, and Ronaldo up top. And then for Samp, Audero, our prospect who we've had, I think I believe we still have his right, someone was telling me, um, in goal. Because they want, or sorry, maybe it was Perin, excuse me. Perin, we still have his rights. So that was going to be a swap with someone else. But anyways, Audero, 
I thought he was going to be a pretty good keeper. He actually made some pretty big mistakes in this game against us. Uh, but uh, he started in net for Samp. Yoshida, who's apparently another up-and-coming player uh, for Sampdoria, and they have the option to keep him. Tonelli and uh, Chabot, Cabot, as the other uh, center back. Obviously, they played five in the middle, so De Paoli was the right mid. Carol Linetti, as well as Thorsby and Yankto as your three mid in the middle, and then obviously Augello as your left midfielder. And then they had Gaston Ramirez and obviously the well-known Fabio Qualtierella. Obviously, again, another former Juve player as well as a former Napoli player uh, up top. So interesting lineup. Um, I think it was a pretty decently contested game. I think Sam uh, definitely gave us problems on the counter. Uh, the possession really doesn't tell the tale. Uh, obviously, we dominated 63 to 37 shots as well. 16 to 14 were a little bit closer. Uh, the ones that were on goal, 7 to 5 in our favor. Four and five corners, so mm, quite a bit. The fouls were something interesting. We had, we had some 17 fouls this game, uh, 13 going to Samp as well, and four yellow cards for us. And four yellow cards, one being obviously a double, which turned into a red for uh, Thorsby in the, I believe it was the 78th minute, kind of killing the game there at the end. Um, obviously, pass per success just below the 90% mark. And uh, for Sampdoria, it was about 81.5%. I found we were picking their passes quite, quite quite frequently and, and winning the ball off of them. And I think that was a, a pretty key point on, uh, in Rabiot's and even Pjanic's play today. I was quite surprised. But uh, So what we're going to do now is, as always, the minute-by-minute recap. I got my notes here, and we'll kind of discuss back and forth kind of how we saw the game. Um, we've been kind of saying this on the podcast for quite a bit, you know, with these over-the-top passes. And I, I think we have a lot of players that can do it, obviously, in the midfield and, and the def- the defenders we have, including De Ligt and Bonucci. And, you, you know, you look for right from the start, Pjanic over top to Cuadrado. Um, doesn't necessarily work. The ball kind of went uh, out of play, but it was, a, it was a good start and kind of opened my eyes. It's, hey, okay, maybe, maybe they are listening to the podcast. But um, obviously in the third minute... Um, the Samp defender just tips the ball from CR7. He, he was winding up to take it and just got to that. And uh, I thought that was the 1-0. I thought we were going to have an early goal there. But Samp comes back, uh, you know, hard. And Augello crosses to uh, Gaston Ramirez. And he had a, basically a free header that goes wide. And uh, obviously... We have Pjanic, who puts, again, another over-the-top ball to Matuidi. And, again, uh, it doesn't necessarily work out. But, you know, it's definitely something that I've noticed. I think it's something that we need to add to our to our, to our our arsenal. I think it can open up. You, know, you look at it against Milan, that one ball by Pjanic that really fooled the defenders. Uh, obviously, they bumped into each other. But, you know, still, I, I think when you try those... Uh, over the top it, it's something that other teams have to really think about 
and now that's another thing that they're worrying about. What do you, what do you think about the over the head? Uh, over, obviously from the defenders, obviously in midfielders, um, wingers, whoever. But um, I think I think did you notice it in this game quite a bit? And uh, what do you think about using it in the future? Um, I actually, yeah, I noticed them a lot. Like uh, that, I wasn't sure like what minute it was. Like I think it was like the one from Tiana to Matuidi. Or he just got his like leg stuck out, yeah. and it went to Ronaldo. And he almost like got like, he put a foot through it, but he, he caught his legs. Yeah, like that I like, you know. But I, I feel like when it comes to like Bonucci doing them, I get like so like I think it's like not the time and place to do them. He does them. Okay. So I think the timing, like when he does right. it, like um, like usually like sometimes it works, sometimes he doesn't. But like uh. Just like it depends on the situation. I like them like over the top, but I think once Pianish leaves, I think we might lose that like okay. you know, that ability. You know, like you know, because um, Pitocor, you know, he's very good, but still very young. You know, raw talent. Right. So we haven't seen him playing in that register role where Pianish is playing right now. Right, and I know. I, I've heard a lot, like, Jorginho, like, you know, coming in. I mean, right. for, he's very good, like, you know, like, Planish doing those long balls, you know, with the passes. So, I think it just depends, you know. I love them personally, but you need, like, you know, like, um, pace on the wings, you know, up and down, has to be very fast, you know. As Quadrado, you know, we know he has the pace to get to the ball uh, through seven, you know. Him too, so I think those balls can, like, you know, work to catch the defense sometimes not in position or you know, lacking concentration, right? So I think those can, like, you know, definitely work. So, I mean, um, depending, you know, who comes in the midfield next season, like, or uh, where you know, Pesicor plays and where Hator plays, like. I've never seen a tour play, so I don't know, like, you know, if he can do those, you know, over the top kind of balls, like Pjanic, or, you know. Um, but overall, I think they're, you know, gives us a, a good chances on the wings, you know, to break out. So I right. like that. So. Yeah. And then in obviously ninth minute, uh, beautiful steal from Rabio. Um, he gave kind of a poor ball to Ronaldo right after. Uh, which sucked, but that was kind of the first time I noticed it, and it was it was one of many in this game. Uh, he, he seemed to be on a mission in in the offensive half, uh, pressing the players uh, of obviously Sampdoria, and just winning the ball back with ease. This game, uh, he and another thing to really think about that I that I wrote down: Juve was pretty much in control in Sam's half. For the first early, if you want to say 15 minutes, um, 12 minute comes around, Alexandro, and uh, this guy's still getting a lot of hate. I don't know why. I mean, he puts an almost perfect ball uh, into the box, and Matuidi was just that close. He just missed it. Um, but then we're seeing some nice Lincoln play. Uh, again, some, some more... Uh, Tackles from Rabiot getting us the ball. And again, 18th minute, 
another ball over the top, but unfortunately it was offside. Um, so I think this is something to work on. I think it's something they're looking at because we kind of need to switch, switch it up. Uh, you don't always want to just keep, you know, playing it through the middle there and, and trying to will it if it's not working. I noticed a lot that Dybala was really facing a lot of pressure today from the defense. Uh, they, they, they were scouting him. They were marking him. Uh, they are playing pretty physical on him, and I think that's why he was pretty quiet in the first half. Uh, and then obviously coming on to the injury, uh, Pjanic with another great ball. I, I mean, he had a really good game. Um, then obviously Matuidi chips it from the left to right. And unfortunately, uh, we don't get a repeat of the uh, jumping over the player uh, gif that, or goal that Ronaldo scored in the first game against Sampdoria that we won 4-0. Uh, he kind of gets too much of the defender and fouls him. Uh, but it was, uh, it, was, it was a great play nonetheless. And uh, I really liked the link up in the first half as well. Uh, we're moving the ball well. A uh, couple great chances. And then in the 25th minute, like I said, something really scary happened. And I believe it was off a corner kick. And the ball swung in. And Danilo goes obviously to clear because if, if he doesn't, I want to say Ramirez is going to hit that into our goal, but he smacks the ball obviously out of the out of harm's way, and his head comes back and just clatters off of Gaston Ramirez. Now Ramirez was cut pretty badly as well, I think, um, but it just looked like when the, con- the there was a nice mark right above his, I want to say his left uh, temple area. And when he connected with with uh, Ramirez's head, head on head, uh, I thought the lights went out. Uh, to be quite honest, um, he was kind of sl- on the way down. He was kind of you know not really moving, and then he kind of bounces off the ground and, and you know awakens. But uh, I think there needs to be something in hockey. They, they they've put a lot of effort and. I think you could say possibly the NFL as well. They put a lot of effort in protocol for concussions, and I think that's something that's that's overlooked in in Serie because you don't often see it a lot. And you know, the stigma is still kind of there in in Europe about head injuries. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think they should have stopped the game, let him get his wits about, take him back into the room. I don't think there should have been any questions. He tried to get up. I don't know why. Um, and uh, I think the the medical people just got there in time to just be like, oh, you know, relax, sit down. Obviously, he ran over to the sideline again, which is kind of a no-no. Um, you kind of want to take it slow. And uh, unfortunately, like I said earlier, he's he's okay. So that, that was something yeah. scary to see. Um and yeah, like I say, he looked dazed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad that he came off because you know, kind yeah. of head injuries, you know, no joke. And like I agree with you with like Surya, they don't take it as seriously as they should, you know. Because I think last season I went to um, a game with my dad, an Abbey game in Naples, and you know, Ospina like had got like you know really bad head head injury, and he like wanted to keep playing, and they kept him on. And, like, 
I want to say like 15, 20 minutes later, he like collapsed on the field. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, like, what's happening? Like, I was like confused because he was, he looks, he looks fine. But yeah. uh, I guess like he wasn't. And like the ambulance came and every, everything, they like took him off the field. So you kind of have to be careful with that. So I'm kind of glad that they, they took him off. He got subbed off. So, I mean, I'm glad he's fine now. So, but you got to take precautions. You know, yeah. like head injuries, there's no, no no joke. So, that kind of stuff you have to be like careful with. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Bernardeski then comes on for Danilo, and I think well, after he did that run to the bench, he kind of shook his head and he was like, "Yeah, no, that doesn't feel right." Thankfully, he was smart enough to go into the dressing room, get that sorted out, maybe go into a quiet place, just chill out, and uh, you know. Take it easy, maybe let his head kind of settle and and see what happened. And like I said, it's good to see that he's okay. Um, Thirty second minute, obviously, the cross from uh, nope, sorry, Cuadrado with the ball to Rabiot, but he uh, he just missed it. He just missed. Um, something I noticed: crosses were on point today. They were a little bit off. I think that was more on the receiving end. Uh, the players weren't clinical enough in the, in the first half, and there was a lot of chances that they could have taken advantage of headers, passes, tapping, stuff like that. Certain shots, I think they should have buried, um, but unfortunately, we didn't see that. Uh, and you know, Pjanic as well was very deep in the offensive zone, um, and I think that's kind of you know sums up what makes Pjanic tick when he's allowed to be free um, not a lot of you know marking on him he's able to play very high almost up to the, their box and move around I think that's when Pjanic is going to be at his best once you start getting teams pressuring him and pushing him further and further away from the goal it gets difficult for him and and today again it just proved my point why he did so well in, in the first I want to say four games of this restart is because all these teams were really sitting back. I don't think Sampdoria was was sitting back too much. They weren't really putting five at the back. They were just playing really compact, and they would almost just kind of drop immediately, whereas you know a lot of other teams that have caused us issues would press us obviously out wide, excuse me, out wide, and obviously up to the the, the up in the middle of the field of the park. So. That's something I noticed, um, and Sam countered really well. Um, there was multiple occasions, first and second half, where they could have buried one. Um, again, they weren't clinical enough, and they were, I would say, pretty precise on their counterattack, their passing, their accuracy, even though I only said they, they had an 81.5% success rate. But I think... Uh, they were pretty good and could have caused us some harm, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't have to worry about that. Um, Cuadrado, in the, in, and like I said, with the counters, huge miss on the ball on the right-hand side. And, you know, this is the reason why I say not for, uh, for him to uh, to be in that center, that right-back role. I think he suits the wing for sure. He's an attacking mind, attacking player. Uh, and I don't think he should ever play in the right back role after this season. Um, we need a competent right back. Uh, I don't know what, about your thoughts on that, Maria, but uh, yeah, yeah, what do you think about Cuadrado? I, I agree. I think 
like you cannot give Quadrado any hate this season at all from right. any Juventus fan because one is playing in a position that you know he's not comfortable with. He's not a right back. He's a winger, and I, I believe he did play right back under Allegri a few times. But like this season, he's been playing like right back mostly every game. Yeah. So. I mean, considering that I got two right backs, or like unplayable per se, like yeah, like Danilo's eh, and like I I, I yeah. get shakes and shivers when the shield comes on the pitch. <laughs> so he's like an accident waiting to happen. So he's like, you know, he's not right back. He's the best right back we have, and that says a lot. Yeah. So. I think we definitely need to get a right back for sure and a backup left back yeah. for, you know, Alexandro, obviously. But um, I'm not sure if we could, you know, make money, you know, on Danilo since he makes the line wages. Yeah. Maybe Dishio, I think maybe we could make some money off of him. But um, definitely get a new right back. But, like, when I think of like really good right backs, like I don't know why, like my mind blanks. Yeah, I can't think of any good right backs. Yeah, like tough. the one that like that comes to like, to my mind is uh, Kimmich from Bayern. Yeah, that I like a lot because he could play right back and he, he could also play CDM too. But I don't think he could. He would leave Bayern. Right. Unless you know we offered him like you know a fantastic deal, but. I've heard, like, you know, get Gonzalo back and all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't know how good that decision would be because, you know, I've heard a lot of things of him being a problem in the locker room. Right. So, I'm not sure how he would fit, you know, back at Juventus. Right. So, like, I'm not sure who we would get right back. Left back, I'll probably bring back Pellegrini, keep him. You know, don't loan him out. Keep him as a like a backup because again, Alexandro is playing every single game. Yeah. And like on a player that probably puts a lot of like like you get tired. Yeah. So playing every game and he needs to kind of rest. And I was like getting so worried because I was like, if Alexandro gets injured, we are effed because yeah. <laughs> you no, know, like uh, then we like, gotta put my tweety. So, like, we're going to play Matuidi at left back. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably better than the, the Chiyo left back, honestly. True. But, you know. So, I'll probably bring him back. And then, I think mostly focus on the right back and then midfield. Right. For for us. But even Rugani. Whenever yes. we come on, I, I get my rosary beads and I just pray. Please <laughs> don't do anything stupid because I think whenever he comes on, like him and the shooter, they're like a liability where like when they come on or when they start, like I was like, we definitely like concede like five goals or something because the defending is not there and they're not up to par. And I don't know how they, the Shuyo and Rugani finessed Juve this wrong, and I, I don't know how this year you finessed Milan for this wrong and Juve and made Milan fans think that he's the next Maldini or whatever. So, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, like, uh, 
other than those two like positions, like right back and midfield, I think we need to like really hone in right. for the Mercato. And if we, you know, even the one side right back and just sell, you know, um, uh, the Shio and, you know, keep that Quadrado, him on, on the wing. We know how, we know he's good and they could play right back. So if anything, you know, if both the needle and if we get a new right back, get injured, you know, put Quadrado there. So, right. you know, not a huge biggie. So, Yep, I think that's a good, uh, that's great takes. Um, obviously, let's get back to the game. Alexander, obviously, with a great cross. Dybala lets it go. And uh, no one takes advantage of it. But in that kind of segment, I don't know if you noticed, I believe he kind of, like, jumped up and let the ball go between his legs. Um, obviously, Cuadrado skied it. But that wasn't really the the whole story. You kind of see then... Uh, Dybala wincing and holding his left thigh. And that's not a good sign at all. This is this is around the 40th minute. Obviously, we put Iguain on for Dybala, as, as you all know. Um, and uh, That's hopefully a problem that goes away before Lyon. Hopefully, he can rehabilitate, get back into the into form and and we can have him in that crucial game against uh, against Lyon. You know, another, another kind of thing that happened before the uh, 40, in the 41st, you know, Ronaldo holds it on too long. I keep note he holds the ball way too long, and I, I keep noticing this, and it's it pisses me off because he has Alexander wide open on the left. Doesn't give him the ball, does some step overs, and tries to cut to the middle and just skies it. Uh, literally no need no need for that uh, 43rd again now this is what surprises me we see Pjanic make a perfect steal and some people were saying it was a foul or not but I think it was it was a great steal he he, he sends it across the box to, to, to Ronaldo Ronaldo lays it off to Bernardeschi and uh, Odero is forced to make a great save and kind of the start of what we we've been seeing with Bernardeschi, he can make some good runs, but he also makes some boneheaded plays. Uh, but in in the 47th minute, uh, there's I can't remember who was fouled, um, but I think it was Rabio. Was it Rabio? Yeah. Okay. Well, so Rabio. I think on on the second free kick, maybe it was Rabio. Right. So he he uh, Ronaldo actually lets Bernardeschi take a free kick for once. So. Obviously, it went right over the bar, which didn't really wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a horrible free kick, but it wasn't anything to. Might as well have Ronaldo TK. Would have been the yeah, same exactly. anyway. So exactly, and um, I think Rabiot's had a great first half at this point. Um, so yeah, so the second one, Rabiot was definitely fouled, uh, but this time Pjanic lines up at the. Uh, at the spot as well as uh, Bernardeschi and there's kind of a commotion I believe it was Yankto or uh, Linetti was going to lay down behind the wall and that kind of freed up some room on the left hand side now once the actual play takes shape 
you just watch Ronaldo just sneakily hold back. Pjanic gets in the ball and he hammers it home. I mean, well-executed play uh, by, I think it was just poor marking from Sampdoria's, uh, in Sampdoria's case, uh, you can't let that happen. You can't let a player like that get open that easily. Uh, even if you think you're worried about the free kick, you got to mark your guys. And when you don't, that's what happens. Obviously, that was the last moment of the half. Uh, there was like six minutes added on because of obviously the Danilo thing and a lot of the fouls that took place in, in the first half. And yeah, I know toward, to start the, the next half, we get a Ronaldo, just horror show of a pass. Uh, but Pjanic, like I said, playing really high and Juve's in possession. So we're looking good being up 1-0 in the start of the second half. Uh, is there anything you wanted to mention uh, about the first half that we haven't talked about yet, Maria? Um, not really. I just like, you know, to reiterate, like, you know, um, Raviol, very good game. I, th- I thought he, you know, played good going attacking very well, like getting the free kick leading to the goal. So I think he's doing very well. And, you know, again, some of the things like, you know, in the uh, attacking half, he needs to, you know, improve more, like that pass to Ronaldo. Needs to make it a little bit sooner, or uh, you know, do a better pass. But you know, um, overall, I think Pjanic again. I was surprised, considering how he's been. You know, how cold this season, how well he's been playing in this game. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm happy for him to be playing well, but now he's leaving anyway. So I mean, but you know, hopefully, you know, uh, if he does play against Leon. He could pull off, you know, that performance again, like today. Um, so, I, and again, like Dybala, kind of hard to, you know, see that spark, you know, like usually is in the game because just like marking him like nonstop. So, and just like that leading into the second half, I think like what I've seen, like him all being off, like we kind of missed like that spark. Like, yeah. I just hate seeing he go and play. Right. Especially, like, you know, like, it's, like, not the same. Like, I mean, I don't mind them three playing together. But, like, without Dybala, I feel like, like something's missing. Right. So. Yeah. And then in the, you know, in the second half, we see, uh, obviously, 49th minute, Pjanic free kick, and both Ronaldo and Higuain just miss it. Um. Very close. Obviously, the header for what would have been for Ronaldo, and then uh, it's pushed out, and you think uh, Iguain's going to get a, a foot to it, but no, doesn't get a foot or a head to it, and it goes wide. And then we get countered. I mean, Sampdoria is a great cr- uh, countering team, and they play pretty compact, if you think, so they can get numbers downfield. And... You know, they've caught, like I said, I'll mention it again, they caused us a lot of problems, including in the 50th minute. Um, and the cross was just put just wide. Uh, obviously, 53rd, another Sam free kick uh, was very close. Um, and then they get the corner right after, and that was just wide, obviously, off of efforts in both of those cases. And now they're taking our chances, and UV fans are thinking, okay, well... Is this it? I mean, we've we, we've obviously we're in the lead. 
Juve's blown uh, two leads now uh, and kind of had that re- bad reputation of, of not having that closing mentality. But, uh, you know, on the 64th, I noticed uh, Rabiot had a perfect opportunity down the center to take a shot. And, and instead, he, he, he decides, and I don't know if that's it's in everybody's head with this couple Canieri talk, uh, Ronaldo getting the most goals, but he puts the ball over to, to Ronaldo and he shoots and obviously it's saved uh, from uh, Audero. But I, th- I think it was just some common sense. You got you to make the right play. Take the shot, high percentage chance, and that's going to do wonders for us in the future. Uh, but in the 67th, uh, which was only three minutes after that, we there's a there's a mistake in, in, in our half. We get the ball counter, and uh, Matuidi steals it, and then gives it to uh, over to Ronaldo, who cuts in, takes a shot. Now this is kind of like I said, what what Aldero's. Uh, at fault in a couple instances this game, he uh, he spills the ball out and it's just an easy tap in for Bernardeschi. First goal in 27 matches, uh, unreal <laughs> to be honest. Uh, to be even saying that for a guy that makes this kind of money, but uh, it is what it is. We go up to nothing and it seems like all is good. We've weathered the storm, but that wasn't the case. 70th minute, they come knocking again. Tech needs to make a huge save. Uh, cross came into Quadierella, uh, excuse me, but he uh, he puts it straight at Wojciech at, at Chesney. So that was a crisis averted. And then the 74, up until the 74th, multiple chances from Samp. They're pushing hard. Um, you get a great block, some great blocks from Delict. Uh, there was a couple, I believe, from Bonucci as well. Um, but unfortunately, he makes. A great block in the 74th, and he hurts himself. It was looking more of a hamstring, not necessarily his shoulder, and you get into, uh, okay, now is this guy going to be hurt this game? So he kind of goes off to the side, gets treatment, um, and uh, obviously Sam's player, Thorsby, makes a challenge on Pjanic, that was deemed worthy of a second yellow, so he's sent off in the 77th. And then you would think, okay, maybe now we're we're, we're good to go um, in this game. 2 nothing. They're down to 10 men. Do we really see a fight? And uh, Delict will then come off for Rugani, and uh, Pjanic will go off for Bentengor after a, a well-played performance. Um, but Sam still pushes into the 81st minute. Uh, but it does seem like our defense is holding up. We're making stops. We're making blocks. We're getting, we're 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 taking uh, good fouls. We're also getting fouled by by Sam. And uh, 87 minute, uh, we keep pushing on. It seems like we're getting closer and closer to celebrating. Uh, Alexander makes a great run with down the down the line, and it gets into the box, and he's chopped down. PK. And this is like, okay, now we're, this is it. Ronaldo's going to score his 32nd goal. Um, we're going to win the Scudetto for the ninth straight time, or 38th. And he steps up, 
and he clanks it right off the bar, right off the crossbar. And I'm like, oh, that's it. I was Firstly, I thought that sealed the deal with the Capo Caniniere. If he would have scored there, I would have had him having a, 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 hell of a, a hell of a chance to actually win it. But missing that one, I thought that was kind of the the uh, the nail in the coffin, so to speak. So I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be winning it. Ninety first minute, Rabio heads on goal. Ronaldo just misses it. It was a kind of a freaky sequence uh, at the end there, and Ronaldo kind of runs into the goalie and is too far to to tap her in, and the ball kind of spills out. Then you got Bonucci who takes a shot, and what an incredible defense by uh, Yoshida. He basically saved with his right foot. He basically takes it off the line and uh, saves the three nil. But unbelievable by that. And then obviously Iguain basically bounces it off a defender, and it's a corner. But besides that, that was it. Um, I don't. I don't know if you were watching on the zone or on ESPN, but uh, they were kind of showing the celebrations at the end. And it was great to see. And uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable that we've won this trophy. I don't think there was any really uh, any polemic in the game. I think the, the penalty was well justified. It was a stupid tackle by the, the Samp, uh, the Samp uh, defender or winger, whoever it was. And, I think we just we we did it we we got the job done we got over the line. Um, what are your thoughts on on this ninth? You know what does it mean to you to win this thirty eighth scudetto, this ninth in a row, Maria? Because uh, I've kind of been asking you know all all types of fans. What are their thoughts uh, on on how they're how they're feeling now winning this? I mean, I think yeah, it's you know incredible. You know, nine in a row. It's, that's very hard to do because you constantly have to be like, on top of your game, and right. I, I mean, they like, not get tired of winning because you know after a while you kind of go, okay, I've won. You know, how many in a row? You yeah. know, it's kind of like you know repetitive, but um, and complacent, right? Is especially there's been you know some competition. Which made it, you know, interesting. Which I, I kind of like hope for next season. Right. You know, I hope we get the, you know, ten in a row. But I still hope it's, you know, competitive because, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, people they shit on Syria just because yeah. uh, you guys just win uh, one every year. What's the point? Like, right. like, bro, like, like chill out, bro. Like, don't be like an a hole like that, you know. But. Right. You know, very happy that, you know, with this win because, you know, like, especially for Sally, I think it, like, kind of boosts his confidence a little bit, like, and, like, kind of takes, like, a lot of weight off his shoulders. And, right. like, you know, a lot of players can rest now, you know, for Leon. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, he buys his back to that game, you know. Looks like he's, you know, Getting serious and recovering, but you know, um, like you know, especially for like you know, piano. I think that's a good, you know, like sending off, you know, like goodbye gift, you know, you know, leaving and everything, and um, like basically in for delay too because I think he kind of deserved it, like you know, 
considering I think he saved us a few times. Right. And um, I think with, you know, the pressure being off Sadie's shoulders, I feel like this is a lot of, you know, unexpected things, that, you know, this season, you know, with coronavirus and also, you know, like injuries to uh, Chiellini and him, like, you know, the light just being thrown in, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with like, you know how the squad, even though it's been a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. Today, like, you know, uh, have start a drinking problem, but you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only uh, problem I have is a uh, nicotine problem. That's it. So that's it. So there you go. That's the only thing you you gave me a nicotine oh. problem. So, but. Um, just very excited, you know. Hopefully, we can get a tenth because, uh, you know, like um, I let, um, Aniani said, that he wants to, you know, pick a record, win ten. And there's like a funny quote that Buffon said that he's like, "Oh, I always want to win ten scudetti, but you know, uh, to a robbed." And yeah. I, I was like, "This guy has no fucking filter." Like I yeah. love this guy. So. I mean, like, thankfully, you know, him and Kennedy will, you know, both be here next season. So, you know, with any anyone, you know, new coming in, you know, they could teach, you know, a lot of the youngsters, like, fun to share, you know, that kind of stuff. So, and maybe they could lift one more tenth in a row for them, too. Well, and even Champions League coming up, right? So uh, I think that's something we could really look forward to. And uh, who are your kind of... So we have a segment here called Three Down, Three Up. Uh, who who are your three, you know, least favorite players of, on the day? And who who do you think were the three best players on the field? Uh, for me, one of them is going to be Iguain. I don't think you really made that much of a contribution coming on for, uh, for, for Dybala's place. Um, I think in terms of uh, anyone else, that's kind of tough. Uh, I thought Matuidi did well in certain circumstances. Um, I think uh, just to say it, I mean, I think you got to put Dybala in there because he was kind of handcuffed. I don't necessarily want to say that it was his fault, but I think uh, it wasn't up to his standard performances. And the third, I want to also nominate, uh, uh, who was it? Who else? I, I mean, I guess I could throw Matuidi in there. I think Alexander had a good game. Uh, I, I would say maybe even Danilo you could throw in there as well. He wasn't spectacular. Quadrado even a little bit too. He made a couple big mistakes that could have cost us. But uh, those are kind of some examples for me. What about you, uh, Maria? Who do you um- think? Number one for me, definitely Simazu Higuain. I mean, like, especially like that, like, one, like, shot he had on goal. Like, he just mm-hmm. fucked up completely. And, like, bro, you're number nine. You should be finishing those. Yeah. Like, it was like a 1v1. So, I feel like him definitely, like, um, should, was it that good this season at all? He was good, but, like, not, you know, right. form in this game, too. Like, didn't really do much. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the game was, you know, almost, like, done dusted with, you know, Ronaldo and Bernardeschi. 
Um, right. My second one, I'd say like I'd say Rugani because again, like when he came on, we were already you know up to nil. Like like he was you know didn't really do like anything like over the top, you know. Right. And um, my third one, I'd say Dibala because we didn't really see his usual class from him, even though you know he was. Um, you know, like being man marked by Sam by Sampdoria, so I mean, I can't really you know like be like too hypercritical on him, but like, you know, usually in like most games, we see that like you know, spark, we see them be by the magic from him right. to like you know, do something. So, and then Mitsuidi, I was like, it's yawn too, like I like some touches or some things to put I didn't better on. But, you know, for me, those are, like, my four main ones. Okay. And, obviously, the best for me, I think, I want to say Pjanic, number one. Uh, really good effort. And, like you said, it's kind of like his last dance uh, with us. And, obviously, I think Rabiot, you have to put him up there, too. He's done phenomenal. He was, he's winning the ball back uh, on multiple occasions, uh, making runs. I think he could have done... He could have been a little bit smarter in the in the final third, but uh, other than that, I think he had a really good performance. And then I got to give shout out to uh, Wojciech Chesney Tech, as we as we call him. Uh, I think he made some huge saves uh, today and uh, kept us in the game, uh, of it, or at least ahead of the game uh, when when we had him. Maria, um, I'll probably like, agree with you um, for all three. I'd say. You know, uh, Rabiot doing very well. I think he's improved a lot this season. Like, I kind of, like, before, you know, the break, I kind of went and Mal. I was like, this guy's, you know, not doing anything. But since he came back, definitely improved a lot. Especially, like, you know, again, like I said before, that two games, that definitely showed up. Um, uh, Chesney definitely, I thought he made, like, very good saves. Um, as you know, that kept us, you know, like not conceding, you know, because you know, like before, uh, we have those blackouts, right? Where teams like unfocused, so I think he just kept us in the game. And, um, Pianic, I think, very well, I think, one of his better games since like the start of the season. And I feel like my, like, you know, for like. If I had to choose someone else, maybe Delight, because I feel like, again, he like, made some huge saves. He made, I think, like one or two like like mistakes I can't really blame him on. Like, you know, like, for example, like the one like bypass to Chesney, which right. you know, cost us a corner, but like, which again, like, didn't really lead to a goal. But then again, you know, have to work on that a little bit. But, you know, those are like my four main ones. Yeah, and I think that's a good good choices you've made, Maria, uh, as well. And uh, like you said, uh, there's been like a lot of shade been thrown around. Obviously, the Buffon comments that you brought up, uh, saying that two uh, Scudetti were stolen. Also, Marquisio uh, dropping some knowledge on Twitter, saying that in nine seasons, uh, we've reached the astounding, you know, eight eight hundred ten points. Obviously, the style we talked about earlier. Uh, many complaining, including Juventini, or try everything to detract from uh, what has been done. 
But in the end, for nine seasons, up there are always and only two colors, obviously black and white. So I, th- I think just throwing shade to the haters and people talking garbage and not really wanting to celebrate the Scudetto, which I think you can't really do that. I think you got to celebrate them all. Um, obviously, that was a, a quote that I was going to talk about. Kind of this is the next segment, talking about the post-match comments. Um, the one, obviously, you mentioned with Buffon. He also said, uh, talking about his return, he hadn't done anything for two months. The return being the restart of Serie A from COVID. Uh, he hadn't done anything for two months. Then a week of training was enough. And I was the same as before. I was always, I was the same as always. So, I mean, the guy's a consummate professional. I don't expect anything less from the guy. And uh, I think he's always going to be ready. Now, I don't have all the quotes, obviously. If you want to check uh, a good, uh, I would say, translation as well as a uh, you know more in-depth of all, the whole interview. Obviously, I would check to see on uh, the different platforms uh, that these interviews were taking place in Italy. But if not, check Forza Juventus uh, on Twitter. Uh, done a great job. Even La Bianconera, they've uh, given me all these quotes. Uh, obviously, they've posted them all for you guys to see. So if you want to check out the post-game interviews, Go there. I'm just going to be taking some of the the more key ones. Obviously, Benucci dropped uh, uh, a line saying that this is a beautiful Scudetto because uh, some wanted playoffs and others thought they could win it. Um, it was the most difficult Scudetto. We have started a new path, a new philosophy. If I think about what we have experienced in those three months, it was difficult for everyone to put their heads back in it and start again. Uh, again, it's the most beautiful one. We wanted it. We suffered. I think we really pulled out everything we had for the club, for the fans, for those who cheered us on from above. Uh, another thing, Agnelli, Paratici, and Nedved, as well as Sadi, pushed us to give everything for this shirt because you can never st- step back. We lived an intense year. Sometimes we have struggled to interpret philosophy. We take this result. We take these 10 days to think of Olyon. Um, and pretty much that's all coming from... Bonucci, and let's get into the coach, or me said his words. Uh, it was not a walk in the park. It was long, difficult, stressful, and this squad deserves a lot of credit for continuing to be to find the hunger and determination to keep going after eight wins in a row. You can't just walk straight into a club that has won for eight years and her own immediately try to order changes. That wouldn't be very intelligent. There were tactical difficulties trying to get all these very strong players and their various characteristics to work together. Uh, we will arrive at Le- the Lyon game with 14 games in 40 days. Each team this season has a particular and unique history. It's very important to beat Lyon because then I have a f- the feeling that anything can happen this year. Um, like all children, when I grew up, I dreamed of winning the Serie A. I didn't win it when I was young. I won it when I was old, but I won it. Um, as well, talked about winning for years with different coaches so the merit must go to the players and uh, before the lockdown in the last week we had a feeling of being solid which we lost in those last games it's complicated matter and has happened to many teams uh, tomorrow Dybala is going to get checked and we think it's a muscular injury he's also said and uh, Juventus is great because of their management they support you they help you and are there every day it's special just a couple things uh, dropped from the uh, from the Mies that is, uh, press conference at the end of the game. 
Now, obviously, looking forward to the next game. Uh, who cares? We're the champions. Uh, I wish I could play that song right now, but I'd probably get a copyright claim, and uh, I don't want that to happen, so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But uh, I think you guys can all play that in the background while you're listening to this, and probably have already. Let's get into a couple questions. They're all from Rocco Fasano. I think you did a wonderful job in, in putting these together. Who's your MVP of the season, uh, if you had to pick, uh, Maria? Um, Pablo Ronaldo, just because of the amount okay. of goals he scored. And I think I saw a stat, like something like, um, if like without his goals, we would be like in seventh place. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, very good job throwing away those goals, you know, and especially in games where, like, we didn't play as well and just, you know, did right. some, you know, again, him and Dybala, like, linked up, did some magic and put, you know, some in the back of the net. So I feel like him, he would be my MVP this season. And again, obviously on the goal scoring record, do you think he's going to break it or in will he pass Lewandowski or even Immobile? I kind of have said no all along. I think you kind of hinted the same thing, right? Or do you think he will break Iguain's record at 36 goals and passing Lewandowski and Immobile would be at 35 as of right now? Um, I mean, I don't think so. Ronaldo has, what, 32 right now? 31. 31. I feel like he would have to like, play all three games, which I don't think he would. Or if anything, he'll come off like very early, like second right. half. So I think maybe if anything, he'll tie um, with Immobile at the very like at the very least, maybe. Okay. But I think he's you know he's hungry for that. He, he wants to you know be the top of Canary. So I think maybe uh, you know if he you know puts has the right mindset. But like you said earlier, like him missing that PK, yeah. really you know like plug a nail in the coffin. Yeah. I think maybe he got to him, maybe, like, you know, usually, you know, Ronaldo, he doesn't, like, he always scores that kind of stuff, but kind of shows that he's human, right. and he does, you know, this kind of stuff does happen to him, so I feel like, if anything, maybe he'll tie it, I think. And what about the, uh, this Scudetto? I mean, whose Scudetto is this for? Like, is it Dybala Scudetto, Ronaldo Scudetto? Uh, Sarri Scudetto. Um, I kind of talk about it being the fan Scudetto because we've kind of gone through a lot uh, as a as a fan base, and uh, I, th- I think it's only fitting with all these rocky kind of grounds that we've been on and these results that we've seen. Uh, it's fitting that that it's our Scudetto, and uh, I think we deserve it. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I agree. Like with. For the fans, like, it's our Scudetto, like, considering if all this treason is happening, you know, going right. on right now. And I feel like a little bit, like, a part of the Scudetto is for, like, Dybala, because as you remember, in the summer, he, uh, he wanted to sell him in the summer. Right. And, you know, thank God that didn't happen because, you know, he really, like, stepped up, you know, this season, you know, and, you know, they played very well unlike last season. So I think a little bit has to go out to him because he wants to say, he wanted to be like 
the piano be like, you know, a club legend yeah. and didn't want to leave. And he probably could have left the Premier League and gotten way more money than he was making at Juventus. Right. So, like, I'm glad he stayed and showed the fans that he really loves the club and he loves the fans. So I think I'm part of that. I just forget to have to go to him, too. Awesome. And um, for the next couple games, how do we prepare for that? Do we keep pushing full-strength lineups? Do you want to see a squad rotation? Uh, obviously, before the Champions League coming up on August 7th, which, guys, it's it's literally less than two weeks to till this game. So uh, what are your thoughts, Maria? I mean, I feel like we just need to give the pairs a rest because, you know, they've been playing every two games. Yeah. Like, I, I got to say, like, I put the whole Pima Vera squad in. I just, like, put the youngsters on. Yeah. Like, might as well, like, I'll maybe just keep a few key players, you know. Bonucci maybe, out, maybe the rest of the leg because, you know, he was feeling a bit, you know, his injury, like, not his shoulder, but, you know, his thigh. Um, I don't know about, you know, how fit Demerat is. I know, you know, you may want to wait for Champions League to use him. But if he's 100%, then I'd say maybe try him out. If right. he's not, then I'd save him for another game. But I'd definitely play a lot more of the youngsters, especially, like, um, the easier-ish games. Like, not against Roma, obviously, but, you know, like, um, games coming up. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I think it gives them some experience, you know, yep. and just, uh, like, because, you know, it's hard playing in the heat. And making it like, very hot again, playing every three days. So just you know, I I'll just do like a heavy rotation, just to make sure because I don't want any injuries, especially for Leon because we already right. have Bala out, or hopefully he come back and you know uh, the lift with a slight injury. So I mean, I don't want I don't want to risk anything for the game because I really want us to go through. Right. So. If we could do that, hopefully, you know, we could bounce back against Leon because, again, they haven't played in over like four months. So that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, a good thing, like, oh, they haven't really played competitive. And a bad thing, like, they had four months rest. Right. So you sneak it as, as how you like it. But I think... Uh, would be better off for us because again they haven't played competitively. They have played a few friendlies here and there, but you know, hopefully, uh, if we're not, it will be on track, and we could just uh, you know win against them. So awesome! Well, last couple things uh, before we uh, part ways. Uh, again, thank you for coming on. Um, but kind of a you know a newer tradition now. We're we're looking at. Obviously, this is going to be podcast number 26. So we'd like to see who your favorite player is in Bianconero. That is number 26. Now, we're kind of in these weird numbers. I think once we get to about uh, high 30s, maybe even earlier than that, uh, I'm going to start looking at, at maybe not going past a certain number because they're just going to be youth players, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll make that decision in the future. But as of right now, we're on number 26. Obviously, some notable players. Stefan, the Swiss Express, Licksteiner. Uh, Leandro Rinaldo from 1011. 
Antonio Candreva from 0910, Andrea Rossi from 0607, um, another big name, Edgar Davids from 9798 to 0304, um, Rafael Ametrano 9697, and Simone Loria 9596. So you have your yeah, who who are you taking as the as your favorite number twenty six? I mean, if I had to pick a retro player, Edgar Davis. If I had to pick a player that I've seen, uh, Lunchtimer. You know, great left back. You know, uh, fullback. So I think uh, actually, like, like I don't know what happened to him. He's like falling off the face of the earth. So I don't know where he's playing at, but. Uh, well, Simpler- that's what ha- that's what happens when you go to Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> simpler times back then, you know, the old days. You know, a lot's changed. Yeah. Like, yep. but like when I think back, like a lot's changed since you know, like since you know I've seen him playing. So, like to, to see how far the team has gone, like the new players and stuff. And I feel like he really fought. You know, it was. Off the jersey was a you know good defender, so yeah. And as much as I love Davids, uh, I'd have to agree. I think uh, we got to put in Lick Steiner, especially with all the issues we had in finding a, uh, a, a, a finding fullbacks. Now it's uh, it, it's almost on brand to say Lick Steiner, so I'm gonna go with that as well. I, I like that. Now, you know, the last kind of segment we have. We like to bring the nostalgia. We like to bring the, the funny stories, the the Juve stories, and uh, all of that ilk, obviously, right now. And the floor will be yours. But I, I think you've had quite a quite a journey. Like you've said before, you've gotten, uh, Sim, obviously, not a Juve player, but Simeone's jersey, obviously, in the stands. Um, you've uh, met a whole bunch of Juve players. Uh, you've obviously witnessed a lot of games so far and um, some good, some bad. We've, been, we've had some good times, some bad times. Uh, maybe even give us, you know, your favorite Scudetto moment and maybe whatever, if a funny story or a time yeah. uh, at a game. Um, I know, I think you've met Marco and, uh, and Mike of IFTV as, as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I met them on uh, two separate occasions. One, um, I was at a UV event with my cousin. You, you were going to meet uh, David Trezeguet. And awesome. And we were, like, in the, like, on the line in front of us. And me and my cousin were, like, freaking out. I was like, I was like, oh, no way. It's ITV. Like, we were, like, freaking out. Because, like, you know, like, seeing, like, a big YouTuber, like, you know, that that does culture. Like, we, yeah. like, expect them to be, like, be in front of us. And I was like, oh. Like, should I say something to them? Like, should I not? Like, I don't want to be weird and, like, say something. And he's like, oh, my, my cousin's like, oh, I'll play one of the videos really loud behind them. I was like, bro, if you do that, I'm going to punch you in the face. Don't do that. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I have the video ready. I'll put it up right now. I was, like, thinking really fast. I was like, please don't. Yeah, uh, please don't. And I, I was like, oh, uh, I go up to them. I go, ITV? They go, they turn around. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, like, I'm a big fan of you guys. And, uh. I was like, just talking a lot like, on the line, and you know, we went in, and they were super nice, you know, nice guys. Um, like, funny thing is, my uh, my uncle works 
with with Marco's dad, Gaetano, in the airport. Okay. And, like I was, cause I was watching the podcast at my grandma's house, and like my uncle was like, I know that guy, cause his dad was speaking, and yeah. I was like, you you know who? I was like, you know oh, that's Gaetano, Marco, like that. I know from the airport. I was like, what do you mean? So he he works with me at the airport. I was like, I was like shocked, and then I told Marco, I was like, yeah. Your dad and my uncle worked together at the airport. He's like, no way. I was like, small word, you know? And I, I, it is. And it was just like fun time. And, you know, I met Treasure Gay that day too when, when I met them. Um, I awesome. didn't talk to him that much, Treasure Gay, because, you know, like, when we went, there was like, you know, um, uh, the UV, the kids from the UV Academy. And like, oh, okay. like up his butt, like, you know, surrounding him. Yeah. And he had, like, no room to, like, get through. And I don't want to be mean to a bunch of kids. Like, get out of my way. Yeah. I was like, let's just wait till it calms down. And then, um, like, um, he was, like, surrounding by like, a bunch of, like, you know, UVA personnel. And they're going, like, after the game, he'll sign your stuff. Because, like, you know, he was, like, getting crowded around. And I was like, to my cousin, like, five minutes before the game ended, I was like, yo, let's, let's, let's go to him. Yeah. Before Alliance was coming. He's like, oh, like, like are you sure? Like, is it going to be okay? I was like, the worst thing he could say is no and wait till after the game is done. I was like, let's, let's just go. And so we go up to him, and like, he said yes. He signed. Uh, we got two jerseys, one mine, one was my cousin's. Signed both of ours. I took a selfie. Awesome. And then, like, literally, once the game ended, he dipped mad quick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, you know, thank God, because, like, I would have been mad saucy if I didn't get a picture with Spencer Gay. And, I um, would do, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of all your guys' stories because you guys are all located in the perfect uh, locations there on the East Coast, right? Yeah. You and, get all those games. Yeah. Also, you um. Giuseppe Rossi was there too at the uh, mean greet, and I met him too. And the funny thing is, when we went up to him, like I forgot that he was from New Jersey. Yeah. I went up to him and asked him in Italian to like, take a picture with me. And my cousin forgot that he also spoke Italian, or he spoke English, I mean. And so we both asked him in Italian, like to sign our, like take a picture and like sign our phone case. Yeah. And, like we came back and I was I just turned my, to my cousin and I was like, Oh my god. He's like what? I was like, I just asked uh Giuseppe Rossi to sign like a picture and everything in Italian because I forgot he spoke English. Like, <laughs> me too. I was like, at least we'll both be dumb together. Cause I and he, like, he answered me in perfect English. That's okay. Like I'm dumb. But That's okay. happened to the best of us, I guess. Well, yeah. I I think the moral of the story too is don't be afraid to go up these legends because they're, they're humans as well. And, you know, go with your gut feeling. I know you might feel like uh, you're doing a disservice, but, like, look exactly like you said. If you didn't go up to Trezeguet, you wouldn't have got that opportunity at all. And um, I, I think uh, a lot of Juve players, you know, what's nice about our club is uh, they like to take the time with the fans because they appreciate all the love that we've shown them uh, in their time in black and white stripes. And now, uh, especially if they're part of the club, uh, they definitely have no problem giving back that service. But anyway, sorry, Maria, continue on. Yeah. 
and like since like my uncle he works at the airport so like he meets like when like uh you came for preseason he met a lot of the players and i'm just like bro sitting here at my house so my uncle's meeting like the whole uv team i'm like, like <laughs> What well, can I have that luck, please? Like, can you uh, yeah. get like a little speak? Like, you know, just steal Buffon's bag for me. You give it to me. You like, say, uh, you know where it went. And yeah. uh, I, I, I think uh, the, the UV team like asked like my my uncle because he was like translating because for them, right? The dinner and he said they couldn't because of work. I was like, bro, she said yes. That was run your place. Like, yeah, like I've been sick, but. My my uncles met like every like a lot of like you know like actors and you know soccer people. He's met Mancini, uh, he's met Imobre. I was like, bro, like what kind of job do you have that I can get? Like, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was. If they need fun. a volunteer, I'm I'm available. <laughs> coming, let me know. Uh, I'll be right there, you know, waiting for them to come in. So. And then, you know, another fun experience, you know, um, I met um, Baresi, uh, you oh, know, for okay. uh, Milan Defender. And, you know, he's a really nice guy. I, I think we, I met him last year. And he, he was so nice, like, very down-to-earth type of guy. Like, and we put, in, like, I bought, like, raffles to get, like, signed stuff, like, from him. I was giving to, like, my friend, like, who was, like, a Milan fan and whatever. Like, I didn't care. I was, like, it was, like, for, like, I guess, like, for charity. So, I was, like, whatever. Right. Like, put, like, my, my money in. doesn't matter. And I won, like, four things. And he's, like, I, I go up to take a picture with him again. It's the fourth time. Like, you, again? <laughs> like, like, congratulations. I was, like, thanks. Like, and like, like even like after when you we were watching the game, like my other to, um, we went up to him. To, I was like, "Go, oh, can my cousin take a picture with you again?" Because they made like a whole line. It was like very organized how they did it. Like he's gonna make a line and he'll sign anything you want. And you take a picture or a poster, whatever. So even after like during the game, I was like, my cousins were afraid to like bother him. I was like, if you want a picture, ask for a picture. Like, you know, might as well. Yeah, you're here. You pay for the ticket, whatever. Like, the the worst thing he say is, like, no. Like, right. you know, I, I don't think he will. But, and he, you know, took a picture with them. He's a nice guy. And um, I also met IFTV there, too. And I met um, Antonio. So if you watch any episode, <laughs> yes, he's like that in real life, too. He's very funny. Uh, I, I was going to say, <laughs> how was he like? But there you go. You answered it for you answered it for us. And um, I saw Peter there, too. If anyone who watches it, he's an inter fan. I didn't go up to him, though, because it was like when we were leaving. So, but, like, I, I give him, like, a head nod because, you know, Malda, so all that kind of stuff. But, oh, he's, know, he's probably asking for some penalties. Yeah, keep it civil, you know. I'm not gonna, you know, yell at him in a room bunch full of Milan fans, you know, call him out. So I was like, you know, I was like, yo, nice to see you. And then also the day after, like we met Perez, we went to uh, the Fiorentina game, which was in Jersey. 
And, you know, that was a crazy time because it was like the Brazil event. Then the next day was like the Fiorentina game. Then the day after I was going to Italy. Oh, like, wow. Boom, like I really had like no sleep for like three days. Yeah. So, and it was like a fun, like it was fun. We always go to like the ICC tournament. So, if you know, if you're from, you know, New York, I would recommend going if you like Surya just because, again, like for me, it's like the only time I really get to see like any Surya team that, like, you know, that comes here. So, right. it was really fun. And, um, like we all made posters. Like I made one for uh, a Simeone, and I had like, a picture of like you know like um, when we were at Adico last year, and the Simeone, his dad was doing that the thing. Yeah. So I had that picture, but I uh, cropped. I put Simeone's face on his dad's face. <laughs> Simeone doing it, and it was like really funny. And my cousin made one for uh, Chiesa, and uh, like. I got, um, like, because we were singing, like, by the corner flag, and that, that was where they usually, you know, like, warm up. And yep. so Kieta there, and I was, like, literally screaming, like, he was, like, right in front of us. And I was screaming, Kieta, Kieta, Kieta. Like, he was, like, pointing to, like, my like, my cousin's poster, because he was, like, right in front of us. <coughs> and, um, like, just, again, to notice it, I was, like, even just to, like, get a wave or something, but like he got awesome. nothing. I was like, bro, that's an L, bro. I was like, maybe he told someone else, like he'll give you like a jersey to them. I don't know. But I was like, if anything, like he came up to you and like say sorry, you can't, but whatever. No hard feelings, kids. If you're watching this, no hard feelings. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, I got Simeone's jersey, and my cousins were actually like getting something to eat. And I told them, and they didn't believe me. I'm like, bro, I'm not fucking lying. Like, I, this is for real. He's like, no, Maria, like, you're a fucking liar. Like, no, he didn't. I was like, you'll see. You'll see, guys. And then, like, a few minutes like, passed by. I thought he forgot or I like, gave his jersey to another player or whatever. And then some like, coming over us. And, like, we were just, like, freaking out because, like, you know, that doesn't really happen a lot. So right. I was like, we were freaking out. And he gave us his jersey. And, like, some kid behind me was like, oh, like, uh, who, like, what's his name? I was like, oh, that's Simeone. Like, so it's an American kid. And he's like, oh, like, can, can I have your jersey? I was like, uh, sorry, little guy. Like, he gave it to me. I was like, oh, I would have been nice and, like, giving it to him. But he didn't know who he was. So I was like, you know. Yeah. Can I keep it for myself? Like, at least I know. Oh, yeah. So he, he was nice. And he, like, tried to sign it, too. But he was, like, drenched in sweat. So, like, did, did it really work out? I was, like, sure I thought that through. Oh, it's about the thought, right? The yeah, experience. It was, like, a half a signature, like, kind of worn out. So, that was nice. So, it was really fun. And, yeah. And, and we took a limo, too. My, no one wanted to drive us. So, I was, like, oh, we'll run your car. And I was, like, okay, I take it, you know? And, like... We just like walking by, walking back to the limo, and like I was just like making a ruckus. So I was like, "Yeah, I got Simon's jersey, all this stuff." And then my cousin's like, "Mary, shut the fuck up! Someone's gonna like rob you and I jump you up the street." I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> like I was, I was happy." And then the, the Maria, because the people were like looking. I was like, "Yeah, 
we'll do a butt, son. Yeah. That guy, so. <laughs> well, that's awesome to hear, Maria. I, I thank you for that. those great stories and great memories. And uh, I really thank you for coming on, uh, the first Juventina. Again, for anyone else, uh, ladies, uh, come on the show. Uh, it's 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 fun. That's really all it is for me is just having a good time talking about Juve. Uh, obviously, different games, different topics, but, um, you know, it's all for the love of the club. And, again, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, obviously, your first podcast, and uh, thanks for sharing your story. Guys, again, follow her on TikTok, mcswag underscore. Obviously, at Sim4Buffon on Twitter as well. Yeah. And, uh, game. That's yeah. the game. <laughs> there you go. And uh, for me, it's been the same. Juventinita, D-A-L, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, again, like I said, our partnership with uh, La Vita Bianconera, La Vita Juve. Uh, obviously, the same account, but uh, same edits, different platforms. And... Um, Finally, yeah, again, YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, whatever your flavor is uh, of, of platform, we got it. I can add stuff, like I said, DM me if you require something else like a Stitcher or uh, an iHeartRadio or a TuneIn. I can easily make that work with the platform I'm, I'm using, and I thank Podbean for that. Um, but, yeah, guys, stay tuned to Twitter. That's where the links are going to be first. Uh, some great content's going to be coming around. And, um, yeah, again, we're trying to get up to that uh, 100 subscriber. The f- obviously, first 50 subscribers. We're about eight away on, on YouTube. And hopefully we can get up to uh, 100 real quick after that. Um, and I'm hoping to drop that uh, Del Piero jersey. Obviously, before, you know, you were one of the lucky uh, recipients of that Marquisio yeah. H yellow jersey. And uh, I hope you've liked it. And, uh, yeah, there's lots more to come. I think, uh, I think when we get to a hundred, I want to do a, uh, straw hashtag stronger, uh, winning t-shirt giveaway. So I think that's coming up next guys. Please drop, drop a subscribe for me. It really helps more than uh, a lot of you guys probably even know. Um, but that would be much appreciated. And then again, for everyone who's supported me, I appreciate all the work you guys have done, retweeting, making comments, taking the time to tell me what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, what you guys like, what you don't like, and uh, obviously being a part of it, uh, being guests themselves. So I thank you guys all for that. And uh, yeah, like I said, always stay tuned. Uh, Whoa, I didn't even ask you about that. So what did you think about the Stronger? Uh, What do you think about that? It's an interesting you know hashtag every time i read it i feel like i'm like reading stoner and <laughs> i think i need to get my eyes checked again because like I, i'm like am i reading that right like is it stoner and i was like no it's stronger i'm an idiot but you know i think it's, it's very interesting i mean i don't know what, what else they put done anyway but i think it's a good hashtag you know or good uh you know thing to you so just have to get used to reading it more often because you know i keep thinking <laughs> something else but it's not so all I like right it. well guys thank you guys for listening as always um stay tuned to obviously the platforms that i'm on uh like i said twitter is going to be your number one for the links up front if you're not subscribed or 
uh, following the the other platforms. And uh, yeah, as always, Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao, guys. Thanks for watching. Yeah.